0: Five, four, three, five, one, go. Good morning, this is your wake up call.
1: Welcome to China Jedi Talk where we interview a broad selection of the human race who spawn from different cities, towns, and villages in and around China and across the world to talk about life, business, love, strife, places, faces, different races, attractions, distractions, goals, and aspirations, creating selections, affections, opportunities, and connections, and as always, shining humor, love, and light on Chinese life. May the smile be with you. Can I just say that my questions, just like yours, are just begun? Can I just say that your questions, just like mine, are just begun? Because it was breaking news. Hello, listeners. Well, this is it. China Jedi Talk, Episode 16. Everything happens in cycles. Now, if we go back to 2017 when we had our first China Jedi show, episode one. It was with none other than the co-host of the time, Anthony Benton. Over the years, as the show grew in popularity, the researchers, producers, started to feel that we needed to turn in a little bit of addiction, <laughs> addiction, different direction, to take on the new growth of the listeners and what they wanted to know more than what they wanted to know before. And therefore, Anthony Benton, came to the decision that they part ways, left the show, ratings went sky high after that. (laughs) Some would say, some would say that the, you know, the people in the office, the corporates, the leaders got it right. I would like to just put a little bit of a different bridge to that. All I can say is, after many years of trials and tribulations, of growth, declines, ups and downs, we have for the final time Benton is back, ladies and gentlemen, in the studio today. I am looking at him now. His hair is actually not thin. <laughs> He's actually... Anthony has defied logic. He's actually grown more hair on the patch that there wasn't hair on before all those years ago, and maybe we can talk about that in a bit. But, Anthony, how does it feel to be back... To bring back the dynamic duo. The dynamic duo. Well, it's back to the way
0: it should be, really, isn't it? <laughs> You know, you you lost the
1: uh, the original core of the show. Sorry, but Anthony, the... I've just been passed a note. Apparently, when you did leave in 2019, the listenership went from, what is this, 1,300 per episode to 4.4 4 million. That's perfectly understandable. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's the, the kind of energy I like to put out there, you yeah,
0: know. Exactly. I like to you repulse monsters.
1: things and... You launched us. No, but it's absolutely brilliant to, to have you back in as a friend, uh, let alone an ex co-host. It's really nice to see you here today. Yeah, I would like to clink glasses with you, but mine's made of silicon, so well, it's not going to make much of a. Been clink, a too. You've always had green fingers, helping the world. Um, <laughs> well, that's nothing to do with where I stick them. It's, <laughs> not, it's not mold. <laughs> that would be brown it's fingers to do with it. What I grow. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish, in a way, it was under maybe better circumstances. No, I, I think feel, these, I yeah. actually
0: think these are perfect circumstances because it was all about us in China, and you just happened to be leaving tomorrow, and you decided to make it into a race because I, <laughs> I for a, for a while, have been umming and aching about leaving China. You haven't. We finally decided to do it, and Mr. Bradshaw here decided, no, I'm going to leave before Mr. Benton. I must win the race. <laughs> yeah. And you're actually off tomorrow. I'm, we're off tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm off three days after that. So it's kind of like this divine change of direction. A new life, a new start, a new motion of the universe, sending us off our, on uh,
1: new adventures. So, yeah, it's like it's, it's meant to be. Um, and I think I prefaced it as we started today before I started babbling that the end of cycles and... Clearly, uh, not obviously copying each other in a way. Although I think, as you said, you tried to beat me to leaving. Um, that is the end of the cycle for us. Yeah, um, I don't think it's about beating
0: anything. I think it's about it's not not you beating me, me beating you. It's 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 an energy. It's like like you say, it's cycles. It's energies. It's motions of the universe. It's motions of the world. It's cycles. It's spirals. It's just something has pushed us both in this direction to go towards something new right and it just so happens to be and that's the way it's been with me so many times in life with so many different people just these convergences of energy that seem to happen at the same time and it's never planned for me it's it's always these things that just seem to fall into place with the right people at the right time and Things just happen, man. You're off on your new adventure and I'm off of, I'm off of mine. And we'll, we'll do it again. We'll see each other again. New place, new times, man.
1: Yeah, and you said different directions. Let's, let's just bring the viewers, the viewers, the listeners up to date. So it is true. We are leaving China. We're not leaving China together. Um, I'm leaving before. Uh, a few days before the Bentons. The Bradshaws are leaving tomorrow. And we're not coming back let's let's put it like that um it's not a holiday this not in time in the near future no it's like i mean maybe one day but but we are going in different directions for different things i yeah, i quite, think let, quite literally on the globe yeah yeah absolutely i mean let's. <laughs> you're let's, off to indonesia and we're off to england yeah so. let's well there you go thanks very much uh well i just finished the pod there then <laughs> um let's let's go back a little bit because um i mean let's let's start with uh, let's start with you anthony Um, You've been here for how long in Zhuhai, China? Almost 18 years. A true Jedi? It would seem that
0: way. I have absorbed the force of China well and truly. It's been a blast. It's been an experience, it's been an adventure. I've seen the highs, I've seen the lows, I've seen things change dramatically, it's, yeah. Mm.
1: It's been a, an adventure for sure. How many years did you just say, sorry? Almost 18. 18, so, and ourselves, we've been here, yeah, for, for me, when I first 14 years nearly. So it's a long time. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I was actually gonna just say, may the smiles be with you, it was a <laughs> bit corny, but, but may they be, because um, yeah, you too. sometimes, well, the only way to face any adversity and challenge is with a smile, I feel. And even when you're not in adversity and challenge, it's always nice to have a smile too and that has been really the idea of what we built the podcast on shining love and light and humor i hope so um on chinese life and um who knows well, where any, we'll be, anyone out there where you'll be shining light from next um well you know where the light always shines from me <laughs> Indeed. And of course, it's a dark and gloomy place in the place where we come from in England. Me, um, m- 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 myself, from oh, I don't want to be too dumb. I'm,
0: I'm actually quite excited about going back to England. I'm, there's a lot of things
1: I'm looking forward to. As much as I love China. Let's look, look, can we go into that? Let's start with some positives then of the of pull. China? No, pull factor. What's pulling you? Pulling me yeah. to England. You know, it's like, and, 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 and listeners, I'm sure you all know this, but if you're going for an interview tomorrow. Uh, to a job, don't talk about the push factors while you're leaving the job that you've been in. Talk about the pull factors. Employees want to hear about the pull factors. What's exciting you about coming over to their side? I Why are you going back love to love
0: going into the countryside of China where you can get clean air, but that's not where I live because to go out into the countryside of China you're in the middle of nowhere and as beautiful and amazing as it can be and all the wonderful sights that you can get in China there's nothing there. If you, if you want to live, you need to be near a kind of human settlements. Um, so going back to England, I will be going back to, obviously I'm going towards Cambridge and clean country air in England. As much as Juhai is a beautiful little city, the air here is still has some issues like you, you don't dust your room for a few weeks you've got a good layer of dust settling on everything you know there's there's definitely particles in the air as any city does in any p- parts of the world but
1: sorry there's, this... there's a listener now in england let's picture them they're, maybe they're in bed just getting up having to listen to you
0: and sorry me,
1: and they just wipe their finger <laughs> their index finger along the sill a load of dust comes up yeah it wouldn't be as thick
0: <laughs> I really don't think it would be so maybe you're... if you're in London or mm. you know somewhere that's you know and right in the middle of a city I mean all cities are polluted but that's what I'm saying Juhai is a small city with and Juhai it's is got a lot bigger a beautiful there? city yes you know it's one of the most amazing cities I've ever lived in it's got the fact that you've got green within the city the, 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 the small peaks, the mountains, the, you can be up in your high balcony from your apartment and you can look out and you can see the remnants of, you know, jungle beyond the borders of the city. But in the city, there's still that bit of, you know, dirt in the air. And I just feel that going to where I'm going, like Cambridge, which is a small city, I just feel the air will just be a little bit cleaner. And the fact that I can go out to, say, Thetford, Thetford Forest, which is 30-minute drive from Cambridge, I'll just be able to go out into the countryside within 30 minutes' drive and just breathe that clean air. Because in China, China's so big, and the cities, even a small city is big. When you want to get it out of the countryside, you have to drive for hours and hours. So yeah, like being able to get into the British countryside easily and breathe clean air, I'm really looking forward to that. That's
1: a, that's a big pull factor and I think a lot of people who have yeah, come to China and left China or still in China would, if I can use the word, hollow with um, and understand very well. So you're an air enthusiast. Well, who
0: isn't? We all need
1: it, right? Yeah, <laughs> We've all got to breathe the air. It's better if it's clean. Uh, there's a, a big pull factor. The other thing actually that comes into my mind, because we're off to... Um, well, oh, you're going
0: for super clean air.
1: We're off to Indonesia. Indeed, so we. but we, a little island, right? A little island, uh, a little further south. But funny enough, if... Listeners, if you were to look at a map now and, and place where we are in Zhuhai, which is on the south coast of China, and just over the water from Hong Kong, and draw a line vertically, literally straight down, do you know what you'll hit? Straight down? You'll go through the Philippines. Well, down to. You'll come into Indonesia. Do you know yeah. where you'll hit? Well, the north Eat of Indonesia. slice <laughs> Bali right in half, okay. literally vertically below you're, us. You're south of Bali, right? East of Bali, thirty-five miles, an island oh, called is it East Lombok.
0: Southeast, no. East, totally east. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um,
1: and it's actually a very important line that delineates Bali and uh, Lombok. It's known as the Wallace Line. Fantastic documentaries. If you want to look that up, the Wallace, Wallace Line. And no, no, it's a, a, an explorer who noticed that there was a there's a massive sinkhole, the ridge in the seabed between Bali uh, and Lombok, and you almost have it's an invisible line, but completely different species of fauna, DNA in the in the animal species, that just over that thirty five mile split happens, and the minute you go over the Wallace Line. From Bali, you've gone from Southeast Asia into Australasia, Oceania. It's incredible. Really interesting stuff. I, I, I really would, uh, if anyone's interested in this, check out the Wallace Line um, on YouTube. It's you fascinating. I've
0: done diving out there.
1: I've not heard of the Wallace Line. Oh. That's some interesting little fact you like this, to share there, this Mr Bradshaw. This is what China Jell is all about. Let me tell you something else. The Caribbean. I don't know if you've been to the Caribbean. I've been lucky enough to go to I the Caribbean. I haven't. I would love to talking about diving and the diversity there. So the diversity in the Caribbean, and it's extremely diverse, if anyone is listening now in the Caribbean or has been there or is going there, extremely diverse, especially if you take a dive um, down into the coral and things like this, So you need to go 20 meters down, even less. Apparently, according to the scientists, the Caribbean only has 10% of the diversity that's seen in that area of the Wallace Line mm. in Indonesia. Biggest archipelago in the world. There is a lot to see out there, for sure. So um, it's packed with adventure, and I hope, listeners, that... OK, we're moving on from China now, and I the researchers are sobbing away now through the glass panels <laughs> of our studio. And we're actually outside, aren't we, Anthony? We're on the, the balcony of the studio. Yeah, today. looking out. It's the perfect scene for saying goodbye
0: to Juhan yeah. Looking out on the city spreading out before us. You can see... It's like Manhattan the short buildings the tall buildings the light spreading across the city with the river below us this, the faint because it's in the evening so you can see the, the faint shadows of the mountains in the distance yeah, yeah the, the glistening water of the wide river below us it's yeah it's a it's a beautiful sight it's a really good way to say goodbye for and sure. it's a
1: cooler temperature of so hot in the day it's settled down a bit now we have our drink um, here and there we go home. Like I
0: would that, that that we could lead into Another thing I'll be looking forward to in England, and I would like to say like the cooler weather, but right right mm. now they've got the heat wave. So it might be that I'm going back to the UK to escape this muggy heat, which I've actually really got used to and really love. And I might be going straight back to it in England. <laughs> I'll have to keep I, I packed all my
1: winter clothes, but I think I might have to pack a few pairs of shorts and T shirts. Well, you I, I can tell you now, it might have a few heat waves, but by gosh, come winter time, you'll be right back in the Long John's. There you go, that's another thing I'm looking for the forward window to. of your seasons. Car. Seasons.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like de- definitive seasons because in England you get autumn, winter, spring, summer. You see those seasons. You see the yeah. You see the leaves turning orange and falling off the trees and then the the bare trees with all their branches and the winter and if you're lucky you'll get some snow. My son is really looking forward to seeing snow. That would be a fantastic winter if it snows in summer. Sorry, summer, in winter this year. In England? Yeah, I know it doesn't happen no that chance. often, but that would be a dream come true for my son. He's dying to see. Yeah, snow. yeah,
1: yeah. Like, well, you need to go up Scotland, and
0: then the and then the spring that comes through, and the water that comes down. Obviously, rain all the time in England. All the plants and everything, all the green starting to come through, and then the summer. But you don't see that so much in high right? Well, you, you have said you, it's very green. Well, you get the seasons, but you don't, like, you There's don't no, so feel like the those definitive, like, no. differences, right? No. It's, it's,
1: see, is
0: strange.
1: It's like a constant monotone. Oh. Well,
0: you get that long, hot summer, and is really odd because you know winter's coming, and you'll get that, like, few random days, right, that suddenly goes cold. And it does this every year. It's so bizarre. And then, bang, it will suddenly be warm again. And you will be like, hang on a minute, I thought winter was here, now it's, it's summer again. And then two weeks later, bang, it's cold, winter. It's a bit like COVID,
1: isn't it? One minute well, here, it, over here it is, and, and there's gone. oh, it's then back again, the next wave. <laughs> it's back again, and novidism takes over. Now, let's not talk about that, because I don't want to, well, we will yeah, bring it in, I'm sure. Shall I mean, we, you, COVID, you, you, do we want to go cannot. <laughs> I mean, we're in the midst of the country that is... Challenging itself to a zero. Well, that leads into
0: a segue of another thing I won't. I will look forward to in England is um, yeah, not having health checks every turn I take. (laughs) I'm going to the toilet. Show me your health code. Well, you were recently locked down. Going to the going to the supermarket. Show me your health code. You were recently locked down. Why? Yeah, exactly. Like um, you're part of the condo.
1: We couldn't meet up unless yeah, and maybe not, I can't not to... not
0: even like a large area of the city. It was just like your little pocket of ten apartments. Not apartments like your ten buildings. One person in your area and that building, your your one building, you have one person sick, we must lock down your entire area. But it's
1: it, it's keeping you safe, Anthony, and that's oh, yeah. you know, that's what's important, okay? Being safe, yes. We must have those protect us. The virulent viruses. Now, Anthony, as you know, I mean, we are live streaming now. And I don't know if you're listening to the live stream. We're listening to a post-production of this recording, I'm sure of which much will be edited, especially from Anthony's side. Um, But (coughs) I have been passed this by the researchers. There's a question um, from an Emily Hodgson. And Emily Hodgson, they've obviously, the researchers are putting pictures of us up, this is how cool it is now, China Jedi, on our, apparently our Instagram, I don't even know, we had a bloody Instagram account. We, we have an Instagram? Apparently so, well you don't, you're not on the show anymore, <laughs> but you are now. Um, she's asked, Anthony, you are looking much more hairy.
0: Yeah, I um, haven't na- 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 shaved na- my chest for no, a while. No, no, it's not that. Oh, the, not the chest it's, area. No, it's the hair. Okay. Now, well,
1: uh, of course, years ago when you first started, you were, and you did say it a few times, worried about your baldiness. Well, I'm not worried. Well, you're not now. I'm not worried. It was never a worry. She's just... asking, Emily Ogden is asking, what did you do to reclaim your mangrove? I, on your um, head. Got a bit of fertilizer,
0: <laughs> a bit of uh, nitrogen. Oh, gosh. Sowed some seeds into the scalp. Oh, whoa. No, um,. I went
1: for a hair transplant. Well hang on a minute, put a big, sorry, put a big bell into that bit. Ding, ding, ding.
0: Well, I had a very, very, very hairy bottom and I thought, well, why not take some of those hairs, pull them out and put them into my head because, you know, people always call me an ass head anyway, so (laughs) why not? Let's just go with it. You're joking, aren't you? Yeah, are you saying course, that the course, hair no, on your no, head no, now? I, I from have memory. a very, I have a very sexy, smooth baby bottom. Um, yeah. No, yeah, well, I mean, hair transplant. Yeah, they take the the hairs from the back and the sides of your head, okay. and they like pull the hair follicles out. They like take micro punctures of little like plugs of meat that include the follicle of the hair, make little incisions in the top of your head and stick them in.
1: Anthony, this sounds hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) So, when did you... So, uh, this is... Sorry, again, groundbreaking.
0: Um, Uh,
1: Well, look... Because you do look, you know... Hairier. I mean, it's definitely... You've got the quiff. (laughs) Um, I mean, this happened... When did you go for the... First. Well,
0: I did it once. Oh, wow. What was that, two, three years ago? This is
1: before you went to find yourself in India, of course. I mean, yes, that you know. podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah, and
1: then went again a year and a half after that. Then. So you mean two, two sessions? Twice. Yes. And was that in China? Indeed. Yeah. Uh, whereabouts was it in China? I mean, Anthony, this is where, if we were a really sad corporate show, we would now insert an advertisement. About hair transplants. Um, Chung Sha. So, is that the name of the company? A or city. Chang,
0: oh, to be honest, I'd have to look that up. What, what's happened? You've got hair in your cup or something? I've, an insect has
1: decided oh to fly gosh. into my. Uh, <laughs> into your water? My drink, yes. Get oh out dear. Let's pause. Let's pause and get this sorted. Tingba dong. You got to tar so, emergency di-
0: diverted. The uh, insect has been expelled. I oh, Peacefully expelled, of course. Of course. Uh,
1: so, you went to Changsha. I mean, did you take an entourage, or did you go by yourself?
0: Uh, first time, I went with my wife, Fule. Okay. Um, and it's an interesting city, actually. It's got... The, well, let's talk about the hair,
1: because that, it really has worked. Yeah,
0: it's amazing. Um, I was a little dubious I mean you know you hear about the, yeah. the, the stars and the the movie stars and the guys from Hollywood that seem to keep their hair forever and um, yeah I wasn't sure if it would work but I researched stuff online and I looked up the international um, organization that looks up Surgeons around the world and looks for certified people that actually know what they're doing and I looked for a guy that was on their website and <coughs> he, he seemed to have experience he's been doing it for 10 years. He Could went he to seminars. or and, not Yeah, good head of hair funnily enough. It's <laughs> really
1: like meeting someone who's bald doing hair. Yeah If you met a, a bald
0: guy giving you hair <laughs> transplants. Yeah, that might be a little bit. Did discus, he have I was I a
1: Chinese doctor?
0: Yeah, Chinese doctor, Dr. English? Dr. Dai. Friendly guy, speaks a little bit of English, but... Did he have long
1: hair? I can imagine him having, like, a massive...
0: No, no, he's a smart, well-dressed, kind of well-groomed... Clearly he's in the money, yeah. Surgeon. No, not not really. I mean, he didn't come out... He was quite a humble, friendly... He, he didn't come across as one of those sort of sleazy mm. kind of... Surgeons that you just felt was all about the money and just... I'm going to say whatever you want to hear. He seemed like a genuine, friendly fellow that was a, a good chap. And he's been a surgeon for a long over 10 years and has been to seminars in America and has had plenty of experience doing this. And no, I just had a, a good feeling about him. He was
1: a nice chap. Okay, Nurbivig, sorry, is asking, was it painful? Not at the time. I, right,
0: because you get the anaesthetic right you do and that was fine it was strange actually I didn't feel any pain until maybe like a week or two afterwards and something was funny about my nerves in the back of my head mm. I was getting like these electric shocks going yeah. through the nerves in the back of my scalp which because I mean it's, it is a surgery it's classed as you know a proper surgery you are pulling out a lot of flesh from one area of your head and putting into another area so
1: were you in an operating theater on your own or did um, you have like a kind of, of it, was a, you? it was a kind
0: of a clinic very clean very well kept very professional not not really an operating theater per se kind of i mean similar but you're not put under general anesthetic or, or anything like that you get general anesthetic in the back of your head and <clears throat> but yeah w- once I got the n- the n- the nerves were kind of mm-hmm. picking up the sensation of where um, flesh had been pulled out around the nerves I was getting quite a strong sensation sensation but that you know I put some ice packs on the back of my head and after a, a week or so that alleviated uh, but the second time I did it fine no problems at all
1: um uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is a guy or a girl. <laughs> Listen to the Gender Kate uh, series of podcasts for that. Back Gick Hung is asking... (laughs) Yes, he's asking... um, Could he or she um, be given the details of the place? Very interested in knowing. Would you recommend it, first of all? This person. If people
0: feel more comfortable with Well, would having... you recommend the
1: service given by the... Oh, yeah. this particular yeah, surgeon? Yeah, Dr. Dye. Yeah, I have. I've recommended them to a friend. I mean, you've, you, you, know, you, you haven't got dreadlocks coming out of you, but you're certainly <laughs> looking less patchier, that's for sure. So back, get, back, get hung. Um, send a message to info at com and we'll put you in touch. And absolutely no commissioner call here. It's all just recognition. Um, now, Anthony, uh, this show is a lot more than just pulling... Hair out from the bottom of your hair and putting it on the top of your hair. Uh, but I will finish with this. This is quite interesting. Do you know uh, where the hair loss hotspots are <laughs> in the world? Um, where the most bald men, because men tend to get bald more than women, uh, come from?
0: Ooh, interesting.
1: It might surprise you, apparently. For some reason,
0: south america sprung to mind but i've no idea why okay I like but the... then but
1: then okay germany I... kind of sprang to mind as well well scientifically apparently gosh you'll love this hair loss is much more common in certain areas of the globe as i've just alluded to male not pattern... not asia i'm feeling not in asia you don't see many baldies here not not a lot no um male pattern balding which anthony of course had seems to be concentrated in some countries much more than others due to the fact, apparently listeners, that genetics predicts the condition and Britain, where Anthony is from, is one of them. Now, baldness is most common in the...
0: Sort of England? Somewhere in Europe? I thought you just said Britain. Come G- on.
1: Germany then. Ger- oh. Ooh, Political. Uh, Czech Republic <laughs> Czech. with almost these with almost half of the men going bald if you're listening in the Czech Republic there's a 42.79% chance if you are a man that you are bald like Anthony once was the UK has the fifth highest count of smooth headed men with 39.25% male stress from losing their crowning government, glory government idiocracy guess what the second one is Spain 42.6% and Germany's next number 4 um, before England, with forty one point two percent, followed by the French, uh, with thirty nine point two four percent, according to the website Cora. It's interesting that you've gone into this like
0: hair fascination with this like leaving of Juhai. Do you feel do you feel a, a hair loss coming on with the stress of leaving? This I, land that
1: you've no, I, grown to love. No, but it's lovely having you back on. And I think Emily Hodgson has kicked it right off tonight by, you know, we're talking about moving on and growing new things and moving into, you know, getting rid of certain <laughs> Sprouting things. Sprouting new roots. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, we're reminiscing. And uh, I think she's right. If you look at a picture of you now, you have changed. You're going to be going back to England. And, um, well, with a bit more hair, you do look a lot younger. Then maybe you did Well, I think before. I had more hair when I left
0: England. <laughs> I lost it in China. <laughs>
1: you got it back in and China. I got it
0: back in China,
1: so I'm not, I'm not too sure. Can we blame that on China? Or, or? There must be a genetic, certainly a genetic predisposition, because in China, you don't see a lot of bald men, right? I don't know if that's because of the sun, or, you know, what they eat, but um, there's something to it. I think the emperor slaughtered them all. I mean, we got bigger noses, and uh, obviously, border heads. Um, now, springing on to pull factors, we talked about air. We've um, we've talked about the 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 the. We're going into alarm mode. I don't know. <laughs> there was a second point that you said earlier of a pull factor. Um, it was about the air and um, the um, the countryside the and countryside, um, the clean air, the seasons, the seasons. Very good. What else is there, Anthony, That's Pulled you kind of away. Um, the to England the, the family. What about family? I mean, oh, family
0: for sure. I mean, my parents are obviously shout out. Not, to not getting any younger, yeah, Christopher. Christopher, Benton lovely and Patricia name. And, Benton. And Patricia Benton. They're not getting any younger as none of us are. We're always getting older. As the world spins around the sun and hurtles through the universe. Um, so yeah, spending time with family for sure the ease of access to different types of food like i love okay i mean we could i don't know if we're going to go into this yet are we going to talk about things that we'll miss in china we're going to come to that yeah okay i will miss food in china we'll get to that later obviously then but (coughs) supermarkets for foreigners are a little bit limited if you want to do cooking from around the world if you want to cook Chinese food cook you know vegetables and meat and different things with soy sauce and garlic and peppers and chilies and all these different herbs and spices that have in China no problem there's all sorts of wonderful foods you can cook in China but the access to cheeses and different meats and herbs from around the world and spices and pastas and mm. breads and grains, all these different things that you can get from around the world its not as easy to get in China. Whereas in England, you can go to a supermarket and then you can find
1: all sorts of different things that you can buy to cook whatever you, you want do it. you think that's because of a supply I mean we're in the midst of a supply chain debacle no no or whatever, no, 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 no,
0: no not at all it's nothing no, to do with supply no, absolutely it was, right. it so was like that when demand. I was in China
1: 10, so 12 it's a years ago so to do with demand and, and actually you've know, been here a long time when you speak to Chinese people they're very proud of their food I mean they have a diverse um, food Rightly culture so, absolutely massive country uh, and the, some of the food is, is, is wonderful I'm going to miss it a lot but generally a lot of Chinese people that go abroad tend to not like the meat and two spuds and vegetables and not sharing it with other mean, people like no they do bones here and no, no bones, no just breast, and no, no feet and no thick skin and <laughs> just meat, and eyeballs. just meat, where's the bones, where are the innards but I think a lot of the reason that that happens is because in China 1.3 billion people, how many foreigners are there well, before the mass exodus over the years even before the 250,000 I mean you're talking about a minority that demand that as opposed to the majority that don't even think about that so I think that's you know it's not international well there's no influence is there I mean diversity is like you say
0: the the foreigners are a very small minority here and in the west no matter where you are now whether it's England America italy france south america you know like brazil you're still going to get an influence of different countries in those areas whereas china's still
1: very much chinese and that goes back to a lot of history and you know where it's come from culturally what's been accepted what's been allowed in or n- and out and things like that and, and again As I feel, I always say to you, that's another podcast and a half, Um, and maybe a full. Um, But food, okay, an interesting point there. So let's talk about now um, your um, the the push, the the things we're going to miss in China. Let's reminisce because we've been here a long time, and it's um, it's been a great time lots of
0: Absolutely. I've wonderful loved, things loved every moment. Wouldn't probably. have stayed well, here. I've loved every moment, is maybe a little bit stronger.
1: I mean I've just loved a very large percentage of it. I'll say because I do feel you're talking just about yourself tonight. But <laughs> on my side, all my children have been born here. Right. So, I mean My son too? Yeah, your son too. Um So you can't fault
0: anything about China right from that perspective right there, right? you've developed your family here with your children they've all been born here and my son was born here so thank you bless you china for that
1: Healthily, happily um
0: peacefully and well going back to food then because we were talking about food missing china ah oh, chinese food i thought i knew what chinese food was you know you grew up in england and you have the the sweet and sour pork balls, and the egg spring fried rolls. rice, the spring rolls, the, crackers. the gung bao chicken, yeah. or
1: cookies. Cookies. kung
0: pao chicken, right, they mm. call it, but here is gung bao jiding. I thought I knew what Chinese food was, but now I realise that what we get in the West is the equivalent of Chinese McDonald's. Yeah
1: pretty yeah, much
0: it's still nice though right? Oh oh know, it's great party. it's delicious i'm not knocking it yeah. like i'm not saying there's anything bad but it is basically hong kong fast food and when you come to china i mean <laughs> when i first went to beijing and i didn't speak any chinese i didn't I, I didn't read any chinese i didn't know anything about china and it was just like i would have to go in a restaurant and i would literally be like look at the waitress and be like, bop, 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 bop. she'd be like, ah, oh, Giro, 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 like chicken. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, Show me on the, show me on the, on the menu. Where's, where is chicken? And she'd be like, here's chicken. And I'd be like, point at that. Okay. Give me chicken. Out comes the chicken feet. Oh, crap. <laughs> like, I like, I, I like to eat chicken, but like, have you smelt chicken poo? Chicken poop stinks. And chicken feet walk in chicken poop, and I—I—that's one thing I've never been able to get to grips with is chicken feet. I, that's just Chinese love chicken feet, but good for the skin. Uh, no, but then I discovered in Beijing one of my favourite dishes, which is kung pao chicken. That they say in the West, gung bao ji ding, which is the the chicken with the the peanuts mm, and spice, the the chilies, and the, yeah. the, 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 the peppers and the carrots and the onion and the chilies and the, the kind of the sweet chili sauce but oh the way they do it in Beijing Mwah. oh it's delicious on what about the, you
1: what's your favorite dish in well, China well on the what note like? of um I can't say there's so many there's dumplings there's exactly, noodles right? there's, there's wonderful salads I love the Chinese soups I mean in the west we think of soups as being a little, little viscous more thick but here they're very thin but they have bone broth in and and I I love a Chinese soup I I miss that with a little emulsion of oil that just bubbles in the water it's beautiful especially when you're feeling a bit sick
0: that's the thing right like you you think you, you know what Chinese food is but when you get here there's so many dishes, yes. so many different vegetable dishes, so many Xinjiang different. And beautiful uh, yeah, exactly. Menu. All the different regions of China with their own different style. Oh, Chinese food is like we we talk in the West about French food, Italian food, Spanish food. Um, I. I would love to say English food, but Czech what Republic food—they might be bold, <laughs> but it is a good food. Yeah. So you talk about all these different Thai food. I love Thai food. Indian food, but no one kind of when when you say Chinese food in the West, you kind of think of this quick and easy like box of noodles, you know. But if you come to China, ah, oh, wow, it, like the amount of dishes you can discover is mind blowing. Written mind-boggling. It's amazing the food in China. That's that's one thing I will miss for Anthony sure.
1: Anthony says here, male pattern baldness radiates from <laughs> the Middle East. The further away you are from the Fertile Crescent, the less likely you, if you're male, are to go bald. And, and there's a, a map here I've been shown, um, listeners, and it really is. There's a dark spot around Europe and the Middle East and the top of Africa, and it says here. Really? Um, look at the dark spot might as well be the map of the furthest extent of arab expansion south asians had a lot of contact with the middle east so they have a lot of bald men east asia had little direct interaction with arab empires so few were bald the natives of the americas were known for having good hair and being the humans furthest from the middle east this says it can't be a coincidence the part of the world also has a long history of mandatory men's headwear as well now my um, one of my, gr- my grandfather was a submariner submar- down in the submarines he wore a hat all the time And he went bald pretty early. I think if you have a lot of things on your head, it kind of tells the body, you know, maybe keep it in, don't come out anymore. Something about that. It's not not the Chinese food. Definitely not Chinese food. (laughs) Now, talking about um, food, how you get it to your door, there's been an explosion over the years in Wai Mai and ordering food through companies like Meituan, Boys or girls in—I call them bumblebees—so these these yellow kind of suits whizzing around on their electric motorbikes, um, pissing me off because you know they go up and down paths and knock people over. Uh, and they don't have service. any understanding of cycle proficiency. But it's—I think it's led to a decadence of food culture in a way. People don't cook. Here a lot they just order and it comes to the door and a huge amounts of packaging and now you see adverts in the west of uber and things like this we pay a hell of a lot more for it um is that something you'd miss this kind of ease of efficiency of ordering something that now not is... getting in the kitchen and chopping up your garlic and yeah that you know? is
0: something i've become a little bit guilty of <clears throat> it's that word isn't it one of the biggest horrible words in the English vocabulary at the moment is convenience Mm. because it makes life easy but that ease of life comes at a price of
1: mostly damaging the environment can I say something here Anthony I think this convenience is a big challenge for humanity because what seems to be happening now with technology and okay, it employs a lot of people on bikes to go and whiz around and take food to people's doors. And let's be honest, we live in what you could call as extended battery cells. We're on the 24th floor now in our studio and you see all over and like lighted up Lego brick shimmering above the river here. But in this sense of batteryization, matrixization, mechanicization, technicalization of the human race, this convenience that you talk about, is it not leading us to a point where No longer, as I've said before in the West, when I hire a car, do you need to switch on your window wipers when it rains. The car does it for you. Technology does it for you. So we're getting to a point now where you're not even having to cook anymore. And to a point, maybe later on, where you're not actually even having to think anymore. Your social media, the device that's currently in your pocket, that will potentially be in your body in five to ten years, if we carry on in this trend, will tell you what you think you should be eating. And it will directly link to someone and they'll bring you that food. Are we not going conveniently, or I would say inconveniently, into a world of, quite frankly, suppressed robotisation and the de of human cyborg consciousness?
0: organisation.
1: Yeah, the AI 5G
0: is yeah, waving I us. Could, I could see the way. Right in yeah, front of our we're, faces. We're, we're slowly moving further away from the organic way of life the 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 way of humans melding into nature and naturally doing the things the way we do and letting technology take over so many choices for us That yeah i see where you're coming from yeah for sure it is definitely it does seem that life is going in that way um and it would be kind of scary if you did end up with some sort of sensor in your body There's a time to eat. Like, but, there, but then there are people that would think that's a great thing, right? I mean, it depends. The, the positive and the negative to two to, to sides of things, right? If you if you literally had a sensor in your body that literally could read what vitamins and minerals your body needed. This is happening,
1: right? That could be like
0: a really positive thing for your health. Um, if you could find a way of balancing that with a way of staying in tune with the world and then staying in tune with nature, because I find that the further you get away from nature and the further you get away from being in touch with the, 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 the root, the earth, the where we come from, people... Have no attachment to the natural world,
1: which I I think is sad. Children are growing up now without planting their bare feet on the ground. They live um, floors above. They have uh, rubber shoes on. Um, a lot of them now are being educated through computers. Where you're saying we're from to a young kid now growing up in this world, that's not where they're from yeah, anymore. Yeah, detached
0: from it. Which you know, some people wouldn't see a problem with that, but when you think about this world as an integrated system of everything being interrelated with each other and everything affecting everything else which it does everything we do has a knockout on effect to everything else and if you don't have a respect for that system of the way things are interconnected around the natural world, if you throw a, a, a literally like a spanner in the works it offsets things, that is a something that we cannot avoid as human beings so yeah i agree we we it would be great that this is my vision of ai in the future is i would love ai to actually be a bridge between humanity and nature not to actually divide us further but to to bring this intelligence beyond ourselves that could actually connect us more with nature to like discover these natural interrelated systems around the world where there's this fine balance between health and poison and beauty and darkness and filth and cleanliness where I believe, and I know this is going off in a bit of a tangent, but I think AI could actually Bond us closer to AI if we programmed it in that direction. We there are there are people that are developing IA like that that, that can push us in the wrong direction. IA, in, A, Did I say artificial? IA? Sorry. AI. AI. Oh, sorry. 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 Artificial intelligence. Sorry. Did Begantic? I say that wrong? Yeah. <laughs> and I really believe that there's this new system that people because humans are creative, right? We are going to create AI. I honestly believe we will create AI that is more intelligent than humans. It's just, we are so determined to do it, that when humans are focused on this vision of creating something new we just do it so that's the beautiful thing i find about humans is we want to create something and we end up creating it it's almost like we have this vision of what will be and we just somehow manifest it and i think we will create ai that becomes more intelligent than humans but the point is it's like a, a parents guiding a child if you abuse a child you will end up with a a a, a damaged child that could go on to doing damage mm. to other people, but if you guide a child in a positive, nurturing way, as we could with AI, we could create this system that could actually benefit us, benefit us and help us. And I think like there's so many people living in cities that are so detached from nature that AI could maybe be a bridge
1: between okay. us and nature. Okay some great points there deflating it back down
0: to ground level a little bit (laughs)
1: although we're not on the ground there's two things I want to supposit here to the listeners number one, number one, two things number one is there's an interesting thought that I have a bit Jedi-ish here with you that the increase in technology, the evolution of technology artificial intelligence and, and you know you just look back to when we were young and getting your first mobile phone when I was 16 to, to now, you know, it, it just being a computer and everyone's on their phone and there's so many amazing things we can do through the net. And of course we've got blockchain now on the horizon embedding itself very interestingly um, in our lives, uh, ready uh, to do its magic. That there's a thought that says to me, the technology that's around us that's evolving is a physical representation. Of who we actually are, and just think about that a moment. Yeah. What I'm actually saying is that we are actually already the AI that's so amazingly beautiful. The body that I look in front of now, and oh, uh, thank you. you. Well, I, 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 I a compliment. The the, kind of kind of guy, guy I am. Body there, yeah. yeah, thank you very much. Um, well, especially with your lack of baldness now, <laughs> <laughs> is actually amazingly better than any AI is and ever will yeah, be. Yeah, well, And so we got to world. a point. In a cycle where we got so good at AI and created whatever you're saying earlier that's better than humans, that we actually created this situation. And then on this first 4 we're actually in this amazing uh, computer simulated game, okay? Um, And this is a, a virtual reality. That you've come down to as an avatar of Anthony and an avatar of Chris, and we're doing China Jedi, so it's a wave within a wave of a wave. So that's that's one point. That's a really interesting point. So so a not s- a small point. I didn't say I AI would be better than people. Okay, whatever, whatever. the, the just, other... I just wanted to put that in there because the... I think it could complement us. But okay, the, the other be... counter argument I want to leave here with the listeners before we move on is, listen, I don't want to get rid of email. I want to be able to email someone. That no, was useful. Okay, it's nice to receive a letter if you ever get one here <laughs> anymore. Most of it's looked at yeah, and Yeah, less paper, arrives. less trees being chopped um, down. There's something beautiful uh, about a letter and, and that's clearly going now. Like a paper is clearly moving away now to this online digitalized world. I want to email and I like my 3G and then it went to 4G and now it's gonna to go to 5G. We don't need to talk about that because that's a, a bigger step up if you do research. And my point is, all this convenience that we go back to, and you mentioned the convenience, these people coming around giving you your food, and what it's doing is it's allowing us to do more in less time. We're getting busier, and busier, and busier. And I actually think in that situation, and I feel that, it's one of the reasons we're leaving, because I just feel I'm on a hamster wheel, and I know there's a lot of people listening now that will resonate with this, and it's like, when can I get off? I can't get off. I've got to get to there and get to there because I'm responsible for this, this and this. And I've got to pay that. And, and um, that, you know, there's these responsibilities as you get older. But I don't think that's natural. I don't think that's convenient to who we really are, to what nature really is. If you look at nature, yes, it goes fast. Bamboo grows fast. But my God, there's other parts of nature that take millions of years to get to certain steps. And I actually think, when you slow down a bit, and this is why people, I think, love going on holiday if they get a chance. They go on holiday to a beach, a mountain, wherever, and after a week they come back and they just feel so much better. It's like they're grounded, they've, they've, they've stopped. Time they, to
0: let go of everything let go. And, just... and
1: And what I'm saying on this second point is, they've connected back in to this awesome, natural AI system that's already implanted go back to my second point, in our AI system, they already are, that we're already amazing at. Superhuman computer, I'm looking at here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a another big up for Anthony with his lack of boredness And so I think there's something superbly intelligent in what's already here and that's actually what was here millions of years ago that, we're just disconnected that's, that's from it what
0: now. i that's what i worry about is that we're becoming too disconnected from ai uh, from sorry nature and that's why i wonder if natural ai maybe ai yeah for, i totally agree with what you're saying but if you look at people in cities they're so self involved in everything that's going around in their world too busy. Their bubble yeah like Go, go, go. Move on to the next thing. Do the next thing. Meet, meet, meet my friend. Go to the, to work. Meet the boss. Talk to the boss. Go for dinner. Talk to your friends. Drive down the road.
1: Deal with it's, that client. Deal with that yeah. client. Send an email to that person. And Get I, back from a quote I, for that I'm wondering book. if...
0: That's why I'm wondering if we need this bridge back to what you're talking about. The natural AI. This natural system. This natural... As you say, we've got this amazing world around us that's just, it carries on regardless of what human beings do. We've got this amazing system that is happening, like you say, natural AI. But I feel people need, some people, not not everyone, some people
1: need a bridge back to that. It's the classic, you're looking for the solution to your problem, but it's already there. (laughs) Uh, Now, Anthony, coming to the end of the podcast, in this most salubrious of occasions, you being back on and all that jazz, it's such a fitting time, I think, to announce, surprise, China Jedi have been sensing and observing and looking at for many months. And that is, of course, we have a lot of listeners from around the world. And a lot of our listeners, I actually think, don't listen to us because of what actually you have to say or what I have to say. But because they like listening to, I don't know, it's mad in a way, two English people talking to each other. And, you know, my accent's a bit different to yours, but some would say we have the Queen's English. I don't think that's particularly (laughs) a good comment in any way. But, you know, we've been stretching out, we've been looking at all the comments, and the researchers have filled me with a lot of information. And China Jedi listeners, it is my absolute pleasure to announce the winner... Of a very, very beautiful prize. And that is a listener who has come forward from many and has actually said, from listening to our bullshit, (laughs) they've actually learned and improved their usage of the English language. And got an award. And I tell you what. From listening to our podcast and and
0: improved their English
1: language ability. And like you said, if we can touch one person, or you can touch one person, you can touch many. And so, who have we touched who's got the best, I would say, uh, what's, what's the right word here? Who's been fueled by the venom of our language? Can we announce it please now? Drum roll please, researchers. The winner is none other than... Mr Andre Malkoff,
0: who got an award for the best english language in juhai china and has been given his placard his trophy of (laughs) honor for greatness of english in china well done andre malkoff for listening to our podcast and i'm glad that you were able to listen to our abysmal english and actually learn something from us and improve the way you speak and possibly learn something about the world
1: and well done to you. Yeah, and I've, I've heard um, Andre uh, now no longer in Juhai, He's originally from Russia is now um, jet-setting in Canada, Um, Anthony. Jet-setting in Canada, so big hats off. He's made the change, he's burst the bubble. Set him off on his way. Listen to China Jedi, learn his English. That placard is, uh, I think it's on its way. It's uh, free postage. God, how amazing are we? (laughs) Um, It's Jedi in itself to you, and we really appreciate all your comments, listeners. As I say, good or bad. Uh, dark or light, it really yeah. is one. Well done, Andre
0: Malkov. Well done to yeah. you.
1: And uh, I think in Russian it would be uh, Basiba.
0: Maybe. Uh, thank you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so there you go. Well done to Andre.
0: When I first came to China 18 years ago, this was a strange paradox that people in the West couldn't understand because I came over here Yeah. and I was telling people that I felt more free. Yeah.
1: I even I'm wrote a song China, about it. And and I'm following more, the
0: sign way, right? And people are like, "But you're in China. That's where everyone's oppressed and everyone's downtrodden and life is terrible." And
1: One of the things was, ironically, <clears throat> I am more free. Well, was... I, well,
0: back then I felt more free because I was away from all the bullshit of the West, of, of all the, all, all the, knew. all the, yeah, the doom and the gloom and the nonsense and the, the and the, the, the constant negativity and the, the, the. The media about how the world is always going wrong and i came to china and everything was so positive yeah everyone was happy about the way china was developing and creating and i just felt this weight lifted off me and now it's kind of it's almost like this u-turn now where and I don't want to bash China. I don't want to say that it's all doom and gloom here, and it's kind of almost totally reversed. I agree, bash China. And, China, China and Jedi. Jedi. I mean,
1: with so many yeah. positive things. Yeah, over the absolutely. Years, I've
0: got. The, I have nothing. No negative things that I'm taking away with me from China. I have lived an absolutely wonderful, fun adventure here. It set the man
1: that got a baseball bat out of the boot that time and ran after it. <laughs> but anyway, people that could story. happen anywhere. <laughs> Um, but there is
0: something changing here. It is starting to feel less free. Some, something here feels a little bit more oppressive, which is probably weird. Like you, you, are going to have people in the West listen to me and say, uh, duh, China's always been oppressive. And all right, yes and no, in certain ways, you know the government likes to have control here but like that's the same in the West you know like it, it's the same everywhere people in power have their power and they are not going to let relinquish that power without
1: a fight I it's think the, some would argue that there are certain within that power there are certain degrees of right yeah that you're allowed exactly to do, exactly like, test, yeah, yeah for box, sure for sure do a podcast yeah and that that's
0: yeah absolutely I mean you can go on the internet and you look and you can pretty much look at whatever you want in the West but in China, there's a lot of regulation in the internet. But look what's going on with certain things with so, certain social media well, networks a, an in the West. president of the United you, States that's right, banned. From you don't social agree media. with the general narrative of what people are saying? Bump. I mean, you, know, you say the wrong thing, we'll cut off your account. It's a worldwide so, thing. This you know, it's
1: 1984. Is it that different in the West?
0: <laughs> but. Things are feeling a little different in China. It's hard to really put a finger on what it is, and I could, you know, say certain things about certain...
1: Do you think it was the same? Do you think it's... uh, Because obviously, being foreigners, to a quarter of a million in a minority of 1.3 billion, the years when we came here, 18 years ago, 14 years for me, that it was always that kind of tune was all there already for the local Chinese people and that it, now it's just catching up now, the system, the AI, the the data tracks, the, the, the spiders shall we call well, them. Well that's the thing and right? now China's pushing with, uh, the, the limits WIBOR. on the technology
0: right, They're the, the, like people in the west don't realise, or many don't realise that that China is at, uh, actually at the forefront of all of these technologies. They're, they're really pushing the boundaries on so many different things. Like you say, AI, facial recognition, like cameras all over the streets. It's-
1: We talked about this, the space race, you know, in the, in the 60s, 50s, 60s, who could get the man to the moon or the woman to the moon first. And now, of course, it's who can 5G <laughs> their country first. You know, it's America or it's going to be China. It's almost a 5G race now. It's just the same story, just different characters and a different subject. But you're right. From a foreign perspective, and remember, we are shining light on an expat perspective here. <laughs> we're we speaking English. We're talking from a, a Western cultural perspective that we have seen a change. And, you know, for me, with young kids, having to go and get tested every few days... Um, it's just, it's untenable. It's, uh, you know, life is difficult enough 2 full-time jobs for my wife and myself. Kids going to school, sometimes they can't go to school, the school's locked down with teachers. You know, it's a constant up and down. And the thing is, with all this more stuff you have to do, showing your QR codes and, I don't know, um, writing your registry of where you're going to holiday next, you know, with HR, the more things you have to do, the less time you have to actually... I don't want to say the word free, but again, going back to that earlier, just relax and connect with think, our essential I think cells. some of the
0: listeners might need to understand the perspective that you're coming from, and they might not understand what they mean. What what you mean is that now China has become extremely strict with how they control the coronavirus, and if they get a little, like, whiff of oh there's somebody there with the coronavirus we must shut down that entire area like you said mentioned earlier for me where there was one person in one building in my little area of buildings and they locked down that entire area we were not allowed out of that little 500 square meters of area and beyond that luckily of course they're not going to let people starve You can order food from supermarkets and supermarkets sorry and um, restaurants to order food to a gate that you can go and pick up but what my friend here Chris is trying to get across to you as listeners is that China's become very restrictive with the The way coronavirus is controlled like to go into a supermarket i don't think it's called the
1: epidemic now isn't
0: it yeah it's strange you you have to show a qr code like i'm safe i've been tested there's nothing wrong with me i want to go into the mall here's my qr code i'm safe there's nothing wrong with me i want to go on the train here's my qr code i'm safe there's nothing wrong with me you know it's become a kind of it's, it's it's almost like a science fiction film right where you've you've got to show your ID your your almost like your yellow star that you're permitted to do all these different things as long as you are deemed safe and yeah I, I see what you're where you're coming from' it's, it's become a very restrictive way of life where you can't just relax and just get on with what you want
1: to do right I mean for most people that are listening Anthony I, I think all of us have had the effects of this. Plandemic and this control of virus, you know, I think there's people now listening all around the world that would have had some effect of this control mechanism that's affected their lives and maybe it's changing now. In a way, it's flipped. China has now become ultra safe, ultra intensive, ultra careful. And now the West and outside of China, it's all changing, almost saying, okay, let's just let this ride, you know, it's a virus we let human immunity deal with it and stuff So I I remember talking about this in a podcast in England When we were locked down in England We couldn't leave England, we couldn't get back to China So it's affected all of us But that was a year, two years ago now We're still at this stage And then you kind of ask yourself well, What really is this for? You know, this this whole idea of this pandemic What what was it for? And of course there was this mass um, This mass um, introduction of the vaccines now That around five, six, seven boosters. So, to me, it's a massive smelly fish (laughs) coming right from your underpants. And it's also a big red light, going wah, 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 wah. And with this idea of convenience, this idea of living safely, you know, I'm gonna talk about this a lot more on the Jedis Invest vlog, of the, the real reasons, the big push, really, for us. Not the pull, the big push, of why we've decided to leave. And it does go down to this condensed idea of what we're talking about, of are you able to go in the sea? Are you able to fly a kite? Are you able to light a fire and cook something with your children around a campfire? Are you allowed to just be a little bit on that border of safety and non-safety? Are you allowed to live your life and you make that decision yourself? very, Very sensitive subject there. I would always say this, you're an adult, you want to play with fire, you play with it, and we see where it goes. But of course, even now, I remember in France, the gendarme stopped us from camping on a beach and lighting a fire because there were idiots before us that let fires loose and they spread and they didn't you know, deal with things responsibly. Um, again, it always goes down to that fact that the people before us to make the mistakes end up causing the people that wouldn't make no mistakes not being allowed to to even a fire. You, you're them.
0: actually touching on quite a valid point there i feel like one of the biggest problems in society now is we let the the, the few ruin it for the many you have this little incident of a problem where a few people kick up and say Oh, this is a problem. We did this and this is going to hurt these certain amount of people and if you don't change this, these amount of people are going to get hurt. And it's actually a a tiny pocket of people where, you know, it doesn't actually happen that often, but they let this ripple. Bounced out throughout society and it affects us all and we're letting that, that, that seems to be the key point of what's going on in society these days If you've got these these minorities of a few voices that want these little changes, which might be a good change Maybe you want to have a positive change, but they're letting certain things that change things that have a bigger impact on everybody and it's not necessarily a good change for everyone like When we were kids, you'd go to a playground and you would learn, I'm going to climb up this climbing frame and if I fall, I'm going to hurt myself. But now it's like, you know, one kid in a thousand fell off and banged his head and the parents were like, no, my child got hurt. We've got to have safe, soft, squashy floors and (laughs) and low play, low climbing frames so the children can't fall and hurt themselves.
1: And then the next stage, you can't play.
0: But then, exactly, so the next stage is children don't learn that sense of pushing themselves to the limit of discovery and what are my limits as a human being, as a child, how high can I climb and look down and go, oh, I'm scared, I'm not going to go any higher. But children learn these barriers of what they're capable of. Boundaries, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And now, as you say, then it gets to the point where you, you make the ground soft, you lower the, 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 the climbing frames.
1: Everyone's and then winner, you say,
0: actually. oh, no, now, now like, no, like, don't let the children climb at all. That will keep them completely safe. But where where's that sense of adventure, that sense of challenging yourself as a human being, as a child, to push yourself to the next limit? When you, when you take away all that sense of <clears throat> pushing yourself as a human being,
1: you're just lost in this flat line of safety. Of algorithm. And are we not touching on the same point? I think it's a dehumanisation of yeah, the human Yeah, push, pushing the limits of being human. And it's a mechanisation of it. An algorithm of safety, control, and listening to your programme. And that's where you get back to the control, right? Where they tell you
0: this is what's safe. And it's we perfect. need to keep you safe. And it's convenient. Don't don't push yourself beyond there. Don't don't dare go beyond what you might think is safe, just stay in this little bubble of safety where I will keep you safe. And if there's any little problem, I will keep it away from you and protect you. Yeah, um, fear.
1: Yeah, rules. Like, you, you almost remind me of the Truman Show. Like you're going to get on your boat and you're just going to sail on that sea. And you know why, Anthony? Isn't that what we're doing now? Exactly. Yeah? You're off
0: to your new adventure, and I'm off of mine. I'm fed up with this bubble of safety yeah of being told what to do and where to go and where 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 I can venture and yeah you 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 haven't been tested for 2 days no you might be poisonous to the rest of humanity <laughs> well, you, you, yeah get back to your apartment <laughs> Put your nappy on your face. I'm dying. I've been hit by a car. I've been run over. I need to go to the emergency ward. Have you had your health? Go, no, you haven't. We'll die over there (laughs) quietly until you've had your health test.
1: And, of course, you said earlier that, you know, conveniently in your lockdown experience, and we've had a few, that you were able to order food. More than once, And the bumblebees would come and deliver it. Well, in certain (laughs) parts of this country that we're now recording this in, that wasn't allowed and, and quite frankly that's no conspiracy I mean I know people that were in there so um, look researchers just told me the title of this podcast is Reminiscing and I think in the energy of where we are now you're leaving in a few days, I'm leaving tomorrow I've got to go and pack <laughs> there's certain tensions that are riding and going through us and in a way it's hard to reminisce in the current climate that we're in We've mentioned a few things. I'd like to think that all the great work and podcasts and energy we've put in previously, shining human, lover and light on Chinese life. You know, Anthony, when we first started this in 2017, we wanted to just lay something down that maybe most people wouldn't want, but maybe some people out there listening now are interested in listening to, yeah? A natural, human, non-famous, very authentic, salt of the sea perspective on our life here no good, no bad, it's just a real perspective and I'd like to bring that listeners now into this because there's no way we can cover our reminiscent of this wonderful country in the time that we've got now everything going around us what I will say is things are changing everyone listening to this knows what we're talking about it doesn't matter where you are in the world and my thing is Anthony like your patch that you went through years ago, <laughs> there is a way out. There is a way There's to always transform a way out of
0: everything. Yeah, whether sure.
1: it's going up to the guy, Dr. Dai in Changsha, Changsha, and getting some new roots planted, or like you're doing and I'm doing, bursting our bubble, have to do with China, and saying we want a change. We've had enough of the status quo. Yeah, if you want to then. send
0: a message out there, for sure. No matter what you are in life, no matter what position you are in life, no matter what's happening in your life, you can always change it, for sure. Just have the gumption, the energy, the the audacity, the bravery to just try something new. Do it. It's like it's the key. That's the thing. That's what's always brought me. My new adventures, my best experiences in life is when you just go out to do something new. Yeah. Just dare to do something new. If you if you're if you're a listener out there, if you're stuck in a rut, if you're doing something and you've had enough and you're stuck and you're like I'm just going round and round and round and it's just the same thing every day, just change it. Pick one change. Just just find that one thing you want to change. Focus on that and go I'm going to do that and just just do it man like you 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 can change your life you'll find a new adventure Mm. just it can be the smallest change just something that you think just even if this is one little thing that you're not happy with just change that
1: and it'll lead you in a new direction man agree and talking about technology i think we've bashed well i certainly have i've bashed technology tonight but again i want to be able to send an email Harness the good things in technology. Now, one of them is connection. Connect with people. If you want to do something, go online, find people in that tribe that are doing the same thing, learn from them, listen to them, connect with them, get into that group. It's free. You yeah, don't need a university your tribe, degree. Yeah, tribe, um, And then offer. How can you be of service? And this is how it's gonna work, I believe. is This is the way we've gotta go forward with. And through doing that, we transform ourselves and our reality and our lives and those around us who are connected to us. So on that note, this is far beyond China. China Jedi reaches for the stars. And it's been beautiful having you on tonight. Thank you very much for coming back. Thank you, Chris, for like being a part of my life man. I've known
0: you for over a decade. And it's been a blast, man. It's been an adventure. It's been an honor. We've Hmm. been on this Adventure through this foreign land together, and yeah. you're off on your new adventure, and I'm off on mine. But like, I know we'll be in touch forever, absolutely. And I know whatever goes on in your life, I will continue on in my life, and we will keep in touch and inform each other of what's going on. And like, you've affected my life, I've affected your life. Like a virus. And, and it's... it's <laughs> yeah, I've I've caught things from you and you've caught things from me. Not nothing sexual, listeners. <laughs> I must make that very clear. Um, no STDs involved in that whatsoever. It's all purely spiritual and mental. We've all got the mental cooties from each other. You know, viruses but,
1: are, I think, the biggest cause of evolution, they're the genetic mutators.
0: Viruses or bacteria. yeah,
1: it's one or the other. They're the delegators, they make change things up.
0: Yeah, for sure. And
1: you know what, in history, those people that stand up like viruses and go against the system, rub against it, question it, the the status quo, in that current time and place, they're always ostracized, they're always the conspiracy theorists, they're always the mad people, always the mavericks, you know, that cause problems. But later on when they reflect, those are the drivers, those are the viruses, those are the changes. And I'd like to think people we've interviewed over the years on the China Jedi podcast and just this vibe that we've put out there, whoever listens to us, I'd like to think in some small way, like a wave, a tiny droplet in that building wave, we've helped to move things on. Like a
0: pebble dropping into water, the ripples have echoed and bounced outwards. Yeah, you know, I hope so. You know, even if, even if we've touched one person out there, that's a positive, oh, good yeah. thing.
1: Touching people, <laughs> eh? Typical. Have to end it on that. But Anthony, you're you're absolutely right, and um, I would just finish on this. If there's people out there now wanting to make the change, there's only one way you can do it. You've got to make that physical action step got to do something change it don't mentally not just sit in there dreaming about it you've got to make that move you've got to buy that ticket you've got to go out there and speak to that person you haven't spoke to in years don't be scared of that change make that change just
0: do it it's an adventure it's a blast it's it could be the best thing that happens in your life if you feel you need a change make that change could be the worst as well but my god you'll learn from maybe exactly like if it sends you in a direction that wasn't your intended direction you're going to learn something from it and then you'll learn that and you will send you in another direction and eventually it will send you in the right one
1: see do you like the whole analogy of the ball patch
0: and then actually
1: new roots sprouting new roots (laughs) growing new regions of hairiness that's what it's all about Okay, we bring this to an end. As we always say, may the smile be with you, listeners. And we will be back somewhere, in some place, in time. This is China Jedi, people. Thank you for listening to the China Jedi podcast. Shining humour, love and light on Chinese life. May the smile be with you.